Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 797, an excerpt from the book titled Bazooka Proof, Create a Foundation of Fulfillment So Your Happiness Can Thrive, by Brian Highfield of thebeardedphilosopher.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Optimal Relationships Daily. I am your host, Greg Audino, back with you today with another great episode And in case you're new here, we are providing content that is great for building healthy relationships every single weekday, and relationships sure are important. So we invite you to subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already, and give yourself regular exposure to strategies that can help you better each and every one of the relationships in your life. Think about how many less nights you'd have to spend on the couch. It'd be absolutely blissful. Now today, we are pulling from a book excerpt as opposed to an online publication, And we are featuring a new author, Brian Highfield, who I will tell you about after the excerpt. But let's not wait another minute. We're going to get right into today's post and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from the book titled Bazooka Proof, Create a Foundation of Fulfillment So Your Happiness Can Thrive by Brian Highfield of thebeardedphilosopher.com. There are two basic rules that apply when it comes to the outlook of your future. One, you will always find what you're looking for. If you're always looking for the good in things, you will always find it. If you are critical and are looking for the bad, you will find that too. Two, what you focus on always gets bigger. If you are focused only on your problems, they will become bigger. If you only focus on what's going right, more things will go in your favor. These two rules are crucial in your understanding of human behavior and why people are seemingly negative or positive within their daily routine. You may or may not have a positive outlook, but if you do, we often find ourselves in the midst of negative mindsets that can affect our positivity. It can feel frustrating and overwhelm us at times. We all know at least one person in our lives for whom things are never going quite right, or they always seem to find something wrong with everything. I call these types negative outlookers. When negative outlookers are present, the positive outlookers are often berated with thoughts and opinions that are contrary to theirs, and this creates unwelcome friction and can drive a wedge between family members and friends. The more positive types of people tend to avoid the negative outlookers and the more critical types at all costs. Positive outlookers usually don't associate too much with negative outlookers and excuse themselves when that person enters the room. But, positive outlookers want to help change the lens in which the negatives see the world. We positives think it will make both of our worlds a better place. 
It is possible for the negative outlookers to change their outlook, but they have to be willing to change. That is half the battle, and it is critical before any transformation to a positive outlook can take place. Many of the more negative outlookers are content in their own misery, and by habit, they are comfortable in viewing the bad side of things. They aren't bad people, they just had a series of bad experiences since an early age that formulated their negative beliefs and habits of offering criticism to anyone within earshot. My advice is not to run for the hills when negative Nancy or Dougie Downer enters the room. I find it more interesting to observe, and, in a non-confrontational way, insert contrary views when I hear an unfounded negative opinion of someone or something. Again, the negative outlookers aren't bad people, but they miss out on some of the joys of their experience by focusing on the downside. So if you have a family member or friend who would qualify as a negative outlooker in your life, here are my tips for helping them. Tip number one, understand that they have a backstory. The person may not share that backstory with you, but if the person is a close family member or you grew up with them, you may already have an idea of what their backstory is. If you met them later in life, understand that if you walked in that person's shoes, especially when they were young, you would know what may have formulated their thoughts and negative habits. Everyone has internal struggles they are dealing with, and with some people, they become external in the form of negative thoughts. Tip number two, identify their good traits. Every person has a good side, and we need to identify their best qualities so we can focus on and build upon them. What do they value? What brings them joy? What do they look up to? Answers to these questions can lead you to their good qualities. Once you appreciate their good qualities, in addition to understanding that there may be internal struggles they are dealing with, you can begin to encourage a more positive view of what's around them. Tip number three, take an indirect approach. You need to understand that they may not want any help. Remember that anyone who isn't open to change won't change. They may feel they are perfect in their way of thinking and enjoy being negative and critical. Some feel that it is their place in the world, so they may feel they will lose their purpose if they change who they are. We don't want to confront their views head-on. We just want to tweak how they think, not change who they are. For someone who isn't open, we need to take an indirect approach and use techniques that make them think about and question their thoughts rather than telling them what they should think. Instead of calling them out, offer an alternative point of view that is more positive and let them stew on it. Tip number four, don't fall into the argument trap. You won't win. The reason you don't want to challenge their thoughts directly is that many negative outlookers may take it as a personal attack and would love to argue with you. In fact, they are often experts in debating. Their negative habits have given themselves years of experience in dealing with contrarians and people challenging their opinions. They have mastered the arts of denial, deflection, blame, and excuses. They will drag you down to their level and beat you with expertise. Take a more subtle approach. Tip number five, kill with kindness. Notice the tip doesn't say kill them with kindness. We don't want to kill them. We want to kill or at least subdue their negative way of thinking. We can do that by nullifying their negative comment with a positive one. For example, if they say something mean about a particular person, add a comment that humanizes that person and diffuses the negative comment. Negative Nancy may say something like, Did you see Brenda's necklace? What dollar store did she buy that from? 
you may diffuse the negativity by responding with something like, eh, I don't think it's ugly. Maybe one of her kids bought it for her. And besides, she obviously likes it. If Dougie Downer says something like, Oh God, there's Chad. He's really full of himself. You may respond back with something like, Yeah, he comes across as confident. I bet it really helps him earn a living with his corporate job. These examples show how you can counter the negativity without being confrontational and be kind at the same time. And it doesn't have to just be about people. The same approach can be taken with negative comments or actions towards places and things as well. Now, if you are the focus of negative Nancy or Dougie Downer, and they launch a direct personal attack on you, there is always a mature and simple way to diffuse their comment and redirect the focus to something else. In a scene from the movie The Big Lebowski, the dude was confronted with a sharp personal attack in which he calmly responded with, Well, that's like, just your opinion, man. This is a great and funny example of de-escalating a potential confrontation. You just listened to an excerpt from the book titled, Bazooka Proof, Create a Foundation of Fulfillment So Your Happiness Can Thrive, by Brian Highfield of TheBeardedPhilosopher.com. And I love this excerpt because it provides us with an opportunity to take our understanding of people with negative outlooks to a deeper level. You know, sometimes we complain about them and, and shun them. Uh, other times we claim to not judge them, but rather just disassociate with them for the sake of our own mental health. Uh, but what Brian has done is reminded us of their stories and given us strategies to peacefully interact with them. This is the true victory for people who seek to maintain positivity in their lives, as they find ways to interact with those who disagree, lean into challenges, and stand to give themselves and those with more negative outlooks less to be afraid of. And a bit more about Brian, a new contributor here on ORD. Uh, through his own transformation from a depressed youth into the happiest person he's ever met, author, speaker, and entrepreneur Brian Highfield inspires others how to live their own life of fulfillment. After retiring from a successful career as a global communications leader in his 40s, Highfield founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, in addition to speaking regularly at seminars, he shares principles on the topics of happiness, health, finances, and personal growth on his website, thebeardedphilosopher.com. You can also follow his journey via social media on Instagram, at TheRealBeardedPhilosopher, and Facebook too. He and his wife Holly are stay-at-home parents to one son, and they split their time between Sarasota, Florida, and Cleveland, Ohio. And on behalf of the whole old team, let me just say that we appreciate his work, and we are happy to be able to share it with all of you fine listeners. That is it for now, though, friends. That's another one in the books. I thank you for being here today and helping us to celebrate a new author. Still lots of great material left for you this week, though. We pick it back up tomorrow, so don't miss out on that episode where your optimal life awaits.